You got some stubborn old stains on the side of your house. What about your driveway? Your driveway has some old oil spots or just some old dirt stains you need to get out. Well, you might need to give my man Thomas a call. Give him a call at Carolina Pressure and Salt Washing. Let those guys go out there, take care of your house, take care of your driveway. Do all that washing and cleaning that you need to do to add a little bit of value to your house. They'll get out there with their pressure washers and they'll take all those stains off the side of your house, off your driveway, and they'll do a great job of doing it. That's my guys at Carolina Pressure and Salt Washing. Give them a phone call. Telephone number 803-391-0508. Or you can hit them on the internet. Go to www.carolinapressuresaltwashing.com. That's right. Give them a call. Talk to Thomas. Write them. Email them. Call them. Send them snail mail. Whatever. Just make sure you get your house clean. Make sure you get your property value. Make sure your property value goes up. Dealing with Carolina pressure and salt washing. Welcome, 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 welcome to the RIP 28 podcast, the RIP 28 podcast. This is a podcast where a few friends can get together and we can talk about a few things. Now, some of those things you might like, some of those things you might not like, but we're going to keep on talking about them on the RIP 28 podcast. Today, I am your humble host. I am Slider Sports Guy, and I'm joined by some of my good friends. We're going to start off in the top left. The educator's educator. What's going on, LBZ? What's going on? It's BZ the Great, the educator's educator. Just here to educate you on a few things today. Let's get it started. We're going to go on the other side. The other side, he's he nothing but a local hero. He's your local hero. What's going on, J.A.? Oh, yeah, you know the neighborhood good guy. I'm here to talk to y'all today. Let's get it in. <laughs> All right, all right. We got a special guest today, a special guest. You know, sometimes on the RIP 28 podcast, we bring out people, and we like to bring out people who, you know, they something like a big deal. They something like a big deal. So we're going to bring out the one and only, the owner of Carolina Pressure and Soft Washing. Go ahead, put that hat up there. Show, show, show us the logo. A little bit of self-branding. There it is. There it is is right there. The the owner of Carolina Pressure and Soft Washing and also a fire chief. I'm talking about a real live fire chief. The one and only Mr. Thomas Niles Sr. How you doing, Thomas? I'm all right. How y'all doing? I appreciate y'all having me. Like you said before, I'm something like a big deal. Almost there. Pretty close to it. (laughs) He's getting close. He's getting there. Now that he's on the Rip 28 podcast, his stock is going up. His stock is going <laughs> up, man. You know, what you about to say over there? I was just about to say, it kind of balances out since he's a, I won't say it. Okay. I won't say it now. I won't say it. I won't say it. <laughs> We're going to keep the show moving. We're glad you're here, brother. But appreciate I'm no man. We appreciate you being here, brother, taking the time out your busy schedule to hang out with me, Sly, and our Uncle Curtis over there. So um, we appreciate Mama. you, brother. <laughs> Thank you all for having me. I know I'm... 
I know why it balances out. You need the sound rock to bring the show up. Oh, man. 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 Ain't nothing good ever came out of off of Monticello Road down there at Oakland High School. <laughs> I can't think of nothing good ever came from over there, man. You you know it's funny, man. We we joke for those who don't know, you know, most of us on the Rip 28 podcast, we went to we went to Columbia High School in Columbia, South Carolina, and one of our main rivals. One of our main rivals was Eau Claire High School. And uh, that's where old Thomas came from. So we, we let him on the show, man. Even because even, even though we'll we'll take his shortcomings, it wasn't his fault. That's just where he lived at. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't help. And I thought he couldn't come across the river. Nah, yeah, it ain't our fault he couldn't come across that river. <laughs> but, but you know what, though, man? It's funny, man. We sitting up here talking about school and talking about schooling, man. You know, the semester kind of just started back for most of the kids. And, you know, myself, my I, I live in Atlanta, and my kid, he's doing this hybrid school with this virtual learning, man. That I ain't going to lie, man. It's driving me crazy, man. I thought, I, I'm like, damn, I thought I was smart, man, trying to keep up with all this stuff on the computer. I don't see how he do it, man. I couldn't sit in front of a computer for eight hours a day trying to learn something on that computer, man. How, how y'all kids doing with that? Well, let's start. Let's start up Niles, man. We gonna get to you last, LBs. How, how your kid doing? Doing with that? Um, actually, my daughter's doing pretty good. She's actually making straight A's. Um, but, but, but wait, man, you gotta make straight A's, though. That's what I'm telling my son. You cannot make straight A's. She's making straight A's, man. She's a sophomore. I thought it would be hard for us. She actually liked it better than we thought she would. Okay. Um, I don't see. I agree with you. I don't see how she can do it, but. Every time you look, she got a project. She showed me a couple of times some of my work. I asked me for help, and I just laughed like, "Baby, you gotta, you gotta call one of your siblings." Daddy don't know that no more. But she's doing pretty good with it. Okay, okay. Well, now, now, James, you got two. You got two of them. your your baby still in, in priest. Your baby still in nursery, but you got two of them in school. Yeah. Two of them girls. Yeah, man. Um. Yeah, <laughs> my, my my middle baby, she's doing real good. She she like Thomas, she's doing straight A's. The older one, you know, he's got to stay on him, man. He got to stay on him. I, I, Jesus, I got, I'm getting all kind of gray halves, man. This thing is it's tough, man. I, I can't wait for him to go back to school. <laughs> But you know what, though? I'm tripping, though, but I I sit up there and tell my son, man, I'm like, bro, there's no way you can't make straight A's. I don't know if I should be impressed (laughs) by you making straight A's. Yeah, because you got everything right there. All you got to do is, if you really need to cheat, all you need to do is turn the the camera off (laughs) (laughs) and go and Google your answer. That's it. That's it. It shouldn't be no problems, man. Yeah, but now LBZ, now you coming from a different direction. Now you actually a teacher, you know. How, how is it for you being a teacher with all this virtual school? The same as it is for these parents on the panel. <laughs> it's frustrating. The technology comes in, it, it fails at times. Um, the kids are, are, are very inconsistent with getting on because you can't do much to them besides <laughs> You know, if they're not getting on, like you say, they just cut their screen off and they can do what they want to do. So it, it's been tough, man. It's been a big adjustment. But um, 
it's just the world we in now. We're adapting to the new norm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that is the new norm, man. You know, new norm. My thing is, though, I wonder, you know, is this really going to be the way of the future, man? Because when you look at certain, certain, I was reading something about some of the school districts that have gone completely online is actually saving a lot of money for the school mm-hmm. districts. Because, you know, you don't have, if ain't nobody in the building, your electricity bill shouldn't be that high. You know, you ain't buying cafeteria food. You ain't buying food in the cafeteria, so you cutting on a couple of bills here and there, man. Y'all think y'all can can, can have this as the new norm? Well, well, for that cafeteria, they are they are still. I know in my district, they're still feeding the kids. Okay, each okay. kid is still yeah. getting meals. They're still getting three meals a day because you know um, they still they're, they're still bringing the cafeteria workers in, which is keeping them employed. So they're doing the three meals a day. And um it's I don't know if we can do the new norm. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I think the kids are gonna fall far behind where some kids are self-motivated and have parents there to push them. But then you have to think about those that are not coming from the homes where they have that constant support. So what do you do with them? Do they just fall through the cracks? And when they become state testing time it's going to reflect that because you still have to show that data, those standards are being met, the objectives are being met. And I don't know how it's going to work. Um, you know, if it's going to be um, easy and feasible for everybody. Okay. Okay. Man, what y'all, what y'all think? You think, you think, you think they can keep this up as a parent? I agree, I agree with what LeBron just said. Uh, I think it, there are some kids who are doing great with it, but you got to think some kids need that one-on-one, that interaction with the teachers. Mm-hmm, some, sir. Because it's like you say, our kids are doing good straight A's. There are kids who need that attention. They need someone to tell them to keep doing it. Some kids are going to fall behind. They're not going to do what they're supposed to do. I mean, but thank God we have kids who focus, but a lot of t- a lot of kids don't do this. Then on the other hand, you're talking about lunch. You got to think a lot of kids don't eat till they go to school. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. So in lower that's income right. areas, there are a lot of kids who need they need school to eat, you know, just the interaction with people, you know. So hopefully this isn't the new norm. If, if so, we're gonna have to adapt and overcome, but hopeless a change is coming soon. My question is, I know in the beginning they were talking about like having a bus come around and be like a hot spot or something like that. Mm-hmm. But now now, I mean, I I mean I know they don't have it in my neighborhood, but like for more of the lower income areas that people that don't have Wi-Fi, what are they doing for the, the kids like that? I can answer that for you. They oh, have yeah. each individual school, they have hot, we have what we what they call the hot spots. Yeah. The portable hot spots where they can come and get it. All you have to do is fill out a sheet. That's all oh, you have okay. to do is fill out a form and you can come and get that extra um get that Wi-Fi. Okay. That's okay. okay. And, I was wondering how that would happen. Yeah. So what, Go ahead. Go ahead. I said, so how that, how that work uh, for the people down in the country? You know, they ain't got no no signal. That's what the that's what the hotspot is for. Okay. But what, what, the, but what if you're too far out though? You know what I'm saying? Because like some like when my grandmama is roughing, it's only like two cell phones that work. You know, you got a I think Verizon work out there and and T-Mobile. All play T-Mobile work. Well, I'm not sure now. I'm not sure about the the deep country now. 
Yeah. I can only speak about right there on Garnish Red Road extending into Hopkins. Okay. That's as far as I can speak. I don't know. But as far as the kids in our area, they are able to get the hot spot, and that is enough for them to get the hot spot. So I don't know how they're doing it in, in, the, in the real rural areas. But I want to make a point to Thomas made a good point. A lot of the kids in the lower income areas, you have to think about the socialization. They miss out on that when they're yeah. not in school. They're yeah. missing out on the social, emotional learning, the one-on-one -on -one time. And think about those that are special needs. Oh, yeah. Those yeah. are the ones that really that are allotted so much time with an occupational therapist, a physical therapist, a counselor. Think about those that are getting, that are missing out on the one-on-one -on -one sessions with their guidance counselor. Those that need that interaction, that extra guidance. How do you, uh, how do they get that? Those are the ones that are, that are really at risk and falling behind and those that are already on a lower reading level or a math level because those special um, classes, yeah, they're getting it as far as the internet, as far as the Zoom or the Teams, but how about those that need the extra one-on-one -on -one time outside of the group? Mm. Mm. Well, not, well, just to, Copy off what you said, not only that, but what about the socialization with their peers? Yeah, because, that's what I'm talking you know, about, now, the socialization, now, right. now times, kids do not know how to socialize as much as yeah. we did as we came up, when we Correct. came up, you know? So they they always on their phone, they rather text you than, than actually call you or talk to you in person. So I think that's hurting a lot of them too. And I'm gonna tell you something else and I'm gonna make a quick point. Think about something that we all had in common. Sports. Think about those that are being hurt by sports. Think about mm -hmm. those seniors the last two years that missed out on prom. Think yep. about those that are missing out on these things that we can sit back and laugh at with Thomas, even though he's from another school, we can still sit back and laugh at about those moments. They don't mm -hmm. have those memories. Think about yeah. the college freshmen. They're starting their college years out on, uh, on the internet, not in mm -hmm. person. So you're missing out on a lot of memories, man, that, that we sit back as 40-year-olds, as the old heads now, that these kids may not get to sit back and have these podcasts and talk about. Well, they'll talk about it, but it'll be in a different manner. Yeah. You know, it's funny. It's funny you sit up there and talk about memories, man. You know, we're supposed to be talking about educational stuff, but you bring up <laughs> memories. And some of our most funniest memories, the, the socialization in high school, Ain't even really had nothing to do with being social, kind of being uh, bad, bad social. Some of them good, great high school fights, man. I, I miss, I miss that. I know, I know that ain't the right thing to say, but <laughs> there was some good, there was some good fights and good, good altercations you had, man. God, I, I hate, I hate to say it like that, but damn it, I, I miss that, man. I, I miss some of them good old slobber knockers. <laughs> Hey, that's the only memory you'll have because you'll never see those good old football gridiron fights and in school now. You know, we didn't come too far for that. We ain't and them kids ain't with that. Oh no. They, they ain't gonna they ain't gonna use their hands anyway. Well, oh, they'll use they just gonna they, use them. They'll use them in the get, that's what I'm about to say. They, they use their trigger finger. They don't use their hands no more. You know, you know, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, you know, Columbia High was you know, by the time we graduated, by the time we graduated, it was, you know, a little bit 
tougher than it was before we went in there. But, but you know, it's a suburban school, I guess, you know, you can say. But we had some interesting, you know, dealings going on in high school, man, when it comes to fights and stuff like that. And, and, and just the fun stuff that happened in school, man, because I, I vividly remember when we were freshmen, uh, when me and James were freshmen, we used to have one long lunch. You know, we had, it was, what well, I think it was like six, seven periods, and we had one long lunch where everybody in the school was at lunch at the same time. And I vividly remember the day they stopped that shit. <laughs> we had like six fights break out in lunch. Yeah, it, was, it was like a melee. Hey, that was my freshman year. You were a sophomore. No, no, no. That happened my, my freshman year. I, you talk, I know exactly what you're talking about. You talking about your freshman year, we had went to block scheduling. We went to A-B scheduling. Yeah. But we had one lunch. We had one lunch then. Yeah, but I remember I remember the day you talking about. I remember the I remember the day you talking about when all them fights went on. But our freshman year, we had the one long lunch. And then the very next week they separated it into two lunches. After them fights, man. We had like four, five, I know we had six fights during a a 45-minute period right there at lunch, man. It, it, It was it was now that we look back on it, it was hilarious. It was hilarious. <laughs> you know what I'm but, but the good thing about it is like, like when those people, when they did have those altercations, ain't nobody go back, come home, come to school the next day and try to shoot somebody and nothing like that, no. you know. Everything was still good. Most of the time, people squashed it and, and even became friends or something like that, so. <laughs> you know, but then that, I don't that, say all the time. That that is that is true, you know, because I guess if you got into a fight, man, you you kind of earn the respect uh, of the person you was fighting, or maybe you just didn't. Mm-hmm. Maybe you didn't uh, earn the respect, but but it was over. <laughs> it was usually over. It was usually over, over after the fight. But I don't know. It, it, it's funny, man. You talk because I, I think dealing with with my son, and he's in middle school. And, um, well, he was in in sixth grade, but last year he was in elementary school. But they don't seem to have fights like that. Maybe because I'm too far out in the suburbs. Maybe because I haven't got a little bit of money and I moved too far out. But it's like, man, they get in trouble for kind of raising their voice, man. You know what I'm saying? They they talk too loud. You know what I'm saying? That's straight to the office. You know, they they get that in the bud quick. And it's different now. I mean, I know here the thing is, kids get in the fight now, both of them get suspended. You know, it used to be it wasn't like that. You know, that's the thing. Like, somebody can hit your son. He ain't did nothing wrong. But when he hit them back, he's getting suspended as well. So, sure. that that's, yeah, that's, I, I've been in the office arguing that rule. Mm. And I, I remember telling, I was at uh, middle school, my daughter's in middle school then. They show it on tape, the little girl hit my, she hit my daughter. Now my daughter went off after she hit her. And I told the principal, my baby's not a punching bag. She's not a punch now. She's taught. You avoid any situation you can. Now, once they lay their hands on you, you got permission. Mm-hmm. And your daddy gonna come up there and say, I gave you permission. And that's just what happened. But it's different now. And then you gotta think these kids, back when we were in school, they didn't have phones, everybody recording us. Now you get beat up, it's recorded. It's recorded. It's on Instagram. It's on Snapchat. 
Yeah, it's on everything. That's why they're coming back because they're embarrassed. Mm-hmm. They got the pressure on social media. Mm-hmm. They got uh-huh. to prove they're tough. Yeah. It, it, it's funny, man. We, it, You know, I laugh and I say, man, y'all kids got it easy now. But I guess it's, it's harder in certain ways. You know, there's more pressure. And like you say about this social media stuff, we ain't have to worry about, man. You know, mm-hmm. now you, you might have got beat up and people talked about it. You know what I'm saying? Somebody might have talked about it for the next week or so. But the next person who got slapped around, you was off the radar then. Yep. But you got to think now, you get beat up now, all the schools in your district, everybody know about it because it's on social media. Yeah. Everybody yeah, hell, not just the schools. It's everybody, everybody. in the whole state. Boy, yeah. it's gonna be on World Star. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be on YouTube. <laughs> be before you, before you get your suspension letter, <laughs> they already know, boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh Lord, it's, that's crazy. But 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 what? But you speak of that though, Sly. And we have that, like you said, at Columbia High. We weren't in, like some of the other schools, but what was some of the funnier things you have seen? fight wise in uh high school you know what I, i'm gonna be honest the funniest thing i ever seen it wasn't even a, a prolonged fight it was oh i know I, you took mine up i, I know you talk, you probably it, take about the same thing i'm talking about it was when james washington slapped the hell out of some boy i, I don't i don't even remember the dude's name but i remember Love scott the, now and here go the thing about james but for the people who don't know James was the <laughs> quietest guy in the world. He was he was one of them dudes who was just he was too serious for his age. He wasn't no militant. He was militant. He was there wasn't no fun and games with James. He wasn't playing around, joking, nothing like that. He was just deliberate in everything he did. Nicest fella in the world. He ain't never caused no problem. But I don't know what the hell Doug said to this boy. But James stood up. And he was like, oh, he 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 ain't even yell at Doug. He just he just said something in a calm voice. I was on the other side of the cafeteria because I, I I ain't even hear what he said. And I just he just cocked his hand back like he was a 1976 <laughs> driving pimp. <laughs> and you heard that shit sound off through the whole cafeteria. Like James on good time. <laughs> Man. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that one too, Sly. James was already military, like when he was in middle school. He was straight ahead. He knew he was military. He wasn't cutting no corners. Don't play with him. It was going to be a problem. But I'm going to tell you one, Sly. And like you said, it wasn't prolonged. It happened. Boom, boom. It was over. And I love this person. And she like a cousin to me. Oh, I already know you. When Siobhan yeah, yeah. hit, hit Veronica one time. <laughs> going to Pat Riley. Dog, that changed my whole mind about Siobhan. I was like, I'm not playing with her. I'm not ever going to cross her the wrong way. She hit her dog, and it was over. That was the one hit a quitter. Over. <laughs> that, that hurt me because Veronica was from my neighborhood. She let my neighborhood down on that one, dog. It wasn't her fault. It was not her fault. Siobhan was 6'2", <laughs> built like Thomas Niles. That girl didn't have a chance. <laughs> she could, hey, Thomas, she could have been one of them tight ends that stepped down and sealed the end of the line of scrimmage, man. Yeah, lock it down. What? 
Boy, she hit and everybody just walked past her going to the football um, pep rally, man. <laughs> just stepped over. <laughs> dog, that was wrong, dog. I felt bad, but I ain't say nothing, dog. I mind my business. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> to eat that ale. Boy, <laughs> that was, we still talking about that over 20, 23 years ago. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> yes, sir. Mm-mm-mm. What about you, Jay? Only, only one I kind of I can't remember the, the the people's name. My memory ain't as well as y'all's, but uh, <laughs> it was the light skinned girl. She used to she was a pretty girl. She was older than us. I think she was a year ahead of us, Sly. And she used to have uh, she used to wear all the jewelry and stuff. Kelly Griffin, Kelly That's Griffin. Right. Yeah, she yeah, got there. beat up by the MacDuffies. Oh. Yes. <laughs> I remember all her jury just flying all over the place. Boy, they beat that girl. Man, that was wrong. That was, yeah, they, they that was her, man. That, hey, that, was, that was a family you ain't messed with, man. Let me tell you, man, them McDuffie girls, it was, I mean, it was Chelsea, Frankie, Tamara, uh, Shanique. Tamara, all them, right there from Roosevelt Village, man. Them, them the McDuffie them, them McDuffie girls, man, every day going to the press stop, boy. I, man. <laughs> boy, it, it, it was known. Me and Chelsea would get into it all the time. I get into it with Chelsea. I had to deal with five McDuffie sisters every, every goddamn morning. They, 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 like, they, they like the damn Mexicans. They come out everywhere. <laughs> every time and I that another damn McDuffie. <laughs> and that oh. wasn't all of them, dog. That was just a few. Hey. They live in the uh in the uh quarter ball. Yeah, it was like it's a million million damn quarter ball. Mm-hmm. So, oh man, uh, I I forgot I, I forgot all about that Kelly that Kelly and uh what you call it fight. Uh, mm. yeah, the girl fight always seemed to be the best one. She, she was too pretty to take that in. Well, she took it. God, she ate that. One. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell you another one. I, when uh, I wasn't in high school yet, I was in middle school when uh, I saw two big gorillas fight. Looked like um, Lavelle Crawford and uh, looked like Lavelle Crawford and Mr. Brown was out there scrapping. One of them is on podcast now, still looking like Lavelle Crawford. Hey. <laughs> Him and Nigel O'Ree, um, James, when they was out there. Yeah, yeah I remember that. I'm down there practicing Niles. You know, we came from a baseball town over there, Niles. I'm yeah. trying to get my baseball on. I hear two big gorillas over there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Hey. On top of pummeling on. I was like, oh, Lord. Hey, look, I, I, I had to show. Hey, I had to show what, what, what Nigel was, what, about two years older than us? Yeah, they was like, yeah. no, they were seniors, wasn't they? Yeah, that's practicing. two years. I no no. Yeah, yeah, uh, he, was a ju- he was a junior. He was a junior when we were. He was a junior then. Yeah, I was okay. in middle. School. I was in eighth grade. He oh. thought he thought he was he thought he was gonna come down and run something. I had to let him know, man. I'm Roosevelt Village. I'm Broad River. I'm Broad River Terry. Right? We don't we don't play that on my on River Terry. We don't play that on my side of town. I had I had to scoop old boy up and uh show show him how I was raised. <laughs> So hey, so they were showing them fights with the McDuffie girls it was working. <laughs> hey, it was two big gorillas. Now you should have seen all you heard. Was, uh, 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 uh. I was like, man, 
Hey. But I know, hey, being up from over there on that North Main side of town, boy, if you weren't if you weren't willing to, 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 to stop a joker from getting on your neck now, no. <laughs> they was on you every day, ain't it? Bro, hey, oh, yeah. That 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 solidified my rep. That that right there solidified that. Hey, I, I was solid after that. Hey, right there. They said, oh man, you did that tonight. And you know what was hilarious? Y'all remember Coach Pringle, right? Coach Pringle was the, the dean of dean of discipline at, at uh at that time. You Pringle left, Pringle left before you came to Bra. I know Pringle. Yeah, I you know, know Mickey. Yeah, yeah, Mickey Pringle. Well, he called us into the office the next day. He called us into the office, and Shauna Cobb and Vanessa Gordon was in, in, in the office. At, Shauna, Vanessa, and I think April Kelly was all in the office at that time. All right? And so he called us into, he called me and Nigel into the office, and, and Nigel come up there, you know, and Pringle was like, man, y'all about to be teammates, and y'all out here fighting like that. Y'all out here fighting on the ground, looking all silly. And, and, and Nigel said, well, you know, he was running his mouth, and I had to teach him a lesson. And y'all know how cool Pringle is. Pringle was like, man, look at your head. You, you ain't teach nobody no lesson. I heard he, that's why you got that big ass knot on your head right now. Oh, hey, you could, I walked out of that office feeling about 20 feet tall, dog. <laughs> walking out that office. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, them was good old days, man. Good. What, what y'all did over there at Eau Claire, man? Well, you know, we were all about education, so. <laughs> <laughs> we had a bunch of AP and honor roll students, man. Oh. Educate yourself. What, what, what kind of education you talking oh. about? Because there wasn't no book. <laughs> Yeah, we all got books over there. It was all AAP honor roll, man. That's all. Oh no, yeah. Hey, hey. <laughs> hey Niles. Hey uh, Niles. Now you know I'm from right over there, off of North Main with you. Now we grew up <laughs> over there at High Park together. Now, boy, I can't. I can't let that slide. I can't yeah, let that, that one slide. That's all. What happened over there was fights. That's it. It's fights. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, you name it. Walking <laughs> home, you gonna get it again after that? Yep. <laughs> Be that Dr. Tyler across the street. You joking. My little cousins behind um much younger than us, about 10 years behind us. They was at Eau Claire. They was living over there in Burnswood off of Lakeside. So mm -hmm. um I had came home from Greenville um one Friday. I said, man, I'm gonna go scoop them little jokers up, man, see what they up to. Man, I went up there. Man, a Joker was getting beat up in the bay in Dr. Mm -hmm. Time. Man, I'm talking about he turned the run. They beat him in the yep. bay. I said, Boy, you better get out of there, boy. You <laughs> boy, you he couldn't get out of there now. Now the guy was the spot to fight at. And what was the little, what was the little, um, the little eating spot right next to Dr. Right Time? There. Yeah, right there. The little, um, the little the Sand Rock. The the Sand Rock. Place. Yep, the Sand Rock. That was the name yeah. of the Sand Rock. Right well, you get yep. hey, you get caught over there, and you in the wrong place. Yeah, well, you, you'll be lucky if you ain't get beat. The whole, school, the whole yeah. school came over there. Yep, I'm oh, telling. Somebody call a bomb threat. They enter the school, fight at Dr. Tyler, fight at the Sand Rock. Every time. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> oh, Eau Claire High School, man. I I used to love going over there, man. You know, it's funny go over there and play in the old rock pit. You know, I guess they built the new gym over there, man. You go in there. 
and, and Glimper had a heat turned up to like hell. 130 degrees inside the gym. It be on hell. Him and Keenan. And then you come back out there after the game, fucked up thing, get Eau Claire kick your ass in the game, then they won't kick your ass leaving the gym. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> this a motherfucking bitch. I got to fight to get to my goddamn car. Hey, boy, ain't nothing like playing in that rock pit and that thing, be that flow be slippery than a mug, boy. You trying to go up. Man, they did that on purpose, man. They had sprinklers in the gym, man. They know we, hey, if we did beat them over there, man, they know we got to, it's going to be hell running across that slippery flow. They're going to catch a couple of <laughs> They're going to catch a couple of yep. <laughs> Man, it, it's funny. And now sitting up here talking about uh, Eau Claire full of, full of college prep, college right. prep students and all, man. It, but, you know, you know it, it's crazy sitting up here talking about college prep, man, and how you preparing yourself in the, in the future, man, because – like now, you you got a you got a daughter you got a daughter what who who just started college I think I so think she's actually, yeah. she actually has a year left but yeah. she's gonna be she's going to school for nursing she's at state for nursing so she's gonna have to transfer eventually to finish but um I got a son who just graduated yeah. in December and see and and see like, that's that's kind that's kind of that's kind of strange because James your daughter about to get ready to make that path to college. Make yeah. that path to college or to the workforce, and man, you know a lot of a lot of things you kind of wonder about is, do you need to go to college, or, or you know, or should you go, should you enter the workforce or, or something like that? Man, it's interesting because because we got a real we got a diverse diverse panel right here today because both of you guys are firefighters, and you know I don't think I'm prove me if I'm wrong. I don't know you, do you need a degree to be a firefighter? I don't think you do. And, and LeBron, you a teacher, you know, so you need a degree to be a teacher. Like they, they say they say you do. do. I hope they you say do. you do. I hope you need. I hope you got one. And me, you know, I, I I got a degree in history, and I've never used my degree in my field. So you know, I, I, how y'all feel about that? You know, going to college. Do, do you need to go to college? I think I think you need to go if you go for the right thing. Okay, and that's the. That's the hard decision. Like my son, my son graduated. He's going where well, he's he just got hired at an elementary school. He wants to be a teacher. Oh. Uh, my daughter wants to be a nurse. But mm-hmm. I even told my son, I was like, man, when you graduate in December, go ahead and get your master's. The reason being, I say, you want to make some money to get your master's. He didn't want to, he want to make money now. But I was like, yeah. uh, don't be 35 and 40 saying. Man, I wish I went back. To well, let me go back to school to get my master's. Now you got kids. Well, you could have went right now. But just like you said, I tried tech twice. I knew it wasn't for me. You know, so I tell everybody, man, if you don't go to school for the right thing, get a trade. Learn the trade. Yes, yeah. As long as you learn the trade, you always make money. Yeah. Always. Oh, yeah. I, I agree with you, Niles. If you're going for the right things, Yes, but as as an educator myself, I would say even if you do go to college and you graduate, get your master's, I would still learn some kind of trade. Yep. Something. Because you never know. Like today, they might tell me your position has been cut since you're not directly in the classroom anymore. Then what? Now that degree really don't help me. You Mm -hmm. see what I'm saying? So, but if I had a trade... I could go and say, 
okay, I'll do X, Y, or Z until mm -hmm. something comes open or things get back to quote unquote normal. So I would definitely say learn a trade, mm -hmm. something outside of the skill that you are, uh, is going to be your main bread winner. You yeah. learn something outside of that, whether it's no. welding, being a barber, cosmetology, whatever it is, learn a trade. And I, and mm -hmm. I strongly believe it's always going to be needed. It's going to always be needed. Skill is always needed. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's interesting you bring up the whole trade aspect, man, because I think when I was, you know, I think back when I was in college, man, we had a we had a, a, a little Cuban guy. He was our kicker. His name was Manny. He was from Miami. He, at, at where, I guess, the school district in Miami, his senior year, he got his, um, he was a licensed barber. He got his uh, barber license. And so when we was freshmen on campus and all, this mug, you know, would cut people hair, you know, $7. You know, you get your nice fresh haircut for $7 in the dorm room. And, and he had, you know, this dude was booked all week, you know, just cutting hair. And he constantly had money in his pocket because he had, you know what I'm saying, because he had that trade. He had that skill, man. It's like, wow, you know, that. That's some forward thinking for you, man. You know, to have that. I, I hate, we all from Richland One, Richland School District One here in Columbia, South Carolina. I hate that I didn't take advantage of Lynn Haywood. Oh, yeah. I hate man. that I did. Yep. And, and, and my daddy used to always say that because my dad is skilled, like you, James, building stuff and mm -hmm. doing that. And I was like, man, I ain't doing that, man. You know, Back then, you know, I'm thinking I'm going to NBA, I'm going to NFL, MLB, yeah. whatever. And you don't mm -hmm. think outside the box. But I, I made sure that my, my my dad is up in age now and I have a son that's four. As much as possible, I have my son around my dad when he's building stuff, when he's doing this and doing that. Just so something can catch his interest with that trade, man, because now they have in these school districts, they have all kind of stuff. You can have, like you were saying, you can be certified with mechanic, auto right. mechanics now at these schools with these um these innovative um uh, centers that they have. So mm -hmm. these kids have no reason not to be successful at something. Like you said, yeah, Thomas, man. school is not for everybody. Everybody's mm -hmm. not a a book person where you're gonna be yeah. on a roll and making A's and B's and college prep. So those kids, they have no reason not to take advantage of that stuff now. And you as a parent, you got to know your child to know yep. if they're capable of college versus the workforce. So you as a parent, yeah, you got to, you got to know your kid. And I mean, I, I want all of mine to go to school, go to college, but I mean, I got a pretty good idea <laughs> who's going to make it, who's going to be the party animal. So, I mean, that's, that's what you got to look forward to, man. So if you can, try to steer them to, like you say, a trade or something like that. That will help them out. But you know what, though? You did. I, I saw something on Facebook, man. You did something that I like, James. Or uh, maybe your wife did it because she's smarter than you. No, we uh, both did. Thank you very much. <laughs> you, went, you went and brought, you brought your daughter. Um, uh, uh, you put it in the garage, one of them. Um, yeah, we got our. Uh, she loves to braid. Yeah. So we, we ended up turning one of our uh our little office in the house. We gave it to her for like her little 
grading studio. So we bought her the little chair, yeah. got her all the extra all the stuff she need for it. So yeah, so I mean that's giving her something, and she make she make her own little money on the side, you know. So that gives her something to do. Yeah, see, she something she love to do. See, I like that. And, you know, and, and like you were saying, you know, know your kid. You know what I'm saying? Know what your kid can do. And encourage your kid to, to make that make that money or make their mark, you know, in, in other ways, you know. But but one thing about college though that I think every kid should attempt college, and the reason I say that is because of what you learn outside of the classroom in college. You know, the the socialization. You know, being on your own a little bit. Staying in that dorm room, you know, uh, some of the some of the lifelong friends you're gonna make. Because I look back to to my time in college, you know, that I went, I started off at Eastern Kentucky playing football, and I ended up finishing up at University of South Carolina. But I I, I look at the experience I got from college. I can barely tell you some of the stuff I learned in class, but the experiences that I got in college, man, that's that's something I can't you can't really trade in, you know. And I I think that's that's a huge huge reason to go to college. Quiet as I ever heard him. <laughs> Say what? Not, oh, did I go out? Yeah, you went out. Oh man! Oh no! All that talking I did, I don't went out, man. Yeah, you you you're hot. You bag of hot air anyway. So. Oh, but no, <laughs> but what I was saying, what I was saying was the experiences I got in college, man. Going to college and the socialization, seeing new people, seeing people from all over. You know, I started college at Eastern Kentucky, and then then I finished up at the University of South Carolina. And, you know, so me going to Eastern Kentucky, coming from a predominantly black area and going out into the middle of the white white folk, you know what I'm saying? Just out there with nothing but white folk and just seeing different people from all over, man. I think college in the military. Well, yeah, that, yeah, I was just about to say my journey was a little bit different because when I graduated, I went into the military. So I got some of those same things you were talking about but I also got to travel and I've probably been some places that most people may never go in their life, you know? So uh, I think either, either or is depending on who you are. I mean, I always wish I would have went to school, but I know myself. So I know I probably wouldn't have made it. I, I can tell you that <laughs> now I wouldn't have made it. So I think I ended up taking the right path and I'm, I'm happy for it. Okay. That, yeah, that that's real interesting, man. That 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 is real interesting, you know. Um, and, and we kind of kind of revert back to Niles, man. You you know how how your your children have specialized paths, you know. Um, to be a nurse, yeah, you you got to take your ass to college. You better go to college. To be a teacher, <laughs> you you better go to college. But you brought up something earlier about your son, your son graduating in December. This is something I wish that more black folk would do is take that year after you graduate college or I wouldn't say high school. I would say college to go and find yourself, to go 
go to Europe, you know what I'm saying, backpack in Europe, some stuff like that. When my sister, when my younger sister, she graduated from college, she didn't jump straight into the workforce. You know, she went and she lived, she lived with me and my, my me and my ex-wife guest bedroom. She lived in my aunt guest bedroom while she was just fighting herself and not necessarily jumping straight into the first job that that they that that was offered to her. She had my little sister, I guess she was one, she had the luxury of turning down a couple of job offers because they didn't pay what she thought she was worth. And so I, I really think, man, you know, a lot of people, if it's possible, because, you know, so, some stuff it just ain't possible for everybody. But if it's possible before you jump into that work workforce, man, go, go out and find yourself a little bit. Coach Mack, said something, our high school coach, Coach Mack said something that stuck with me for the rest of my life. Um, I wanted to get a summer job so I could make a little bit of money, you know, put some 15-inch speakers in my escort. You know, I wanted to get a summer job. And and Coach Mack said, he said, look, man, you got the rest of your life to work. And you're going to work the rest of your life. You're only going to be this teenager, and you're only going to be young once. So try to enjoy it. Yeah, and that just made – it ain't make no sense then, but it make a hell of a lot of sense now. Make a whole lot of sense now, man. You know, uh, fellas, man, we, we getting close to the edge, man. We getting close to this time limit, man. I think we had a little bit of fun here today uh, talking – talking and shooting the shit with some fellas, man, some high school memories, talking about our kids and this virtual learning. And, and hopefully somebody who listened to this podcast, man, might take a little bit of advice that we gave out. And maybe they can use that to help raising their kids, man. Uh, uh, Beasy, man, you got anything to say before we get out of here? Man, only thing I'm going to say is, Thomas Niles, it was great seeing you, man. Appreciate you coming on, man. Um Long-time friend, been knowing you a while, man. And y'all fellas stay safe. Thank you for everything that y'all do. Keep it up and keep all my Uncle Curtis Payne over there in line at the firehouse for me, bub. <laughs> what about you? What about you, uh, Mr. Ashman? Yeah, man, I'd like to uh, also congratulate and thank Mr. Chief Niles. You know, I know he he, he over there give his wife a hard time, too. She... He make her call him chief too. <laughs> <laughs> but I like to thank him and uh hey man, God bless everybody, man. Yes, sir. And check this out, man. Our special guest, our special guest, Chief Thomas Nile, president, founder, CEO of Carolina Pressure in South Washington, man. Go and check out, check out his uh his Facebook page, man. It's um let me share it, put it on the screen for you. Carolina Pressure in South Washington, LLC. You can check that out, man. He he do it, he do it all, man. Look at the picture right there of um of all this, how he cleaned the houses. What you I seen what you clean sidewalks, driveways. Look at that. You got a part apartment buildings. Yep, we do it all. We got some apartments to do Friday. Look here, man. We do it all. And, and that's the that's the one right here, man. All, all the work and all the good stuff he do. He's the guy, you know. We can ask for some money from if you need some money. Yeah, 
Yeah, I guarantee you, if you look at any of them videos, you'll never see him doing no work. <laughs> <laughs> he always, always holding the camera. Oh, hey, he the man. chief, man. He the chief. He the chief. Hey, and James, like uh, you said, I got something for you. You said she called me chief, right? Uh -huh. time. Who, who the chief? <laughs> <laughs> Negative. <laughs> <laughs> she's showing out for the camera. That's all it is. Hey, when I hang yeah, up, she called me Chief. James, you no. know better. Oh, yeah. Hey, Thomas, that chair going to look very comfortable tonight now. That, that chair better be comfortable tonight now. You hey, sure be quiet in. Yeah, you better hush. You better hush, man. There you go. Say she go. She go hit you in the head with the pillow and the blanket and say, "Don't come on in the room." That's it. You so see him walking away. <laughs> oh man, man, man! Before we get out of here, man, we want to make sure everybody knows. Everybody knows you can follow us, man. A bunch of different places. We're all over, man. We're on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Pod Bay, Pod Bean. Google, YouTube, Anchor, Anchor, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. all that stuff, man. Matter of fact, if you just go to go to Google and type in type in our Rip Twenty Eight podcast, man, you are gonna pull us up. You are gonna pull us up and make sure you not only listen to the show. We need you to subscribe. Subscribe to the show, man. Get these numbers up. Get these numbers up, man. This is the RIP 28 podcast, man. The RIP 28 podcast. We are a podcast where a few friends can get together and we can talk about a few things. Now, some of those things you might like, some of those things you might not like, but we're going to keep on talking about it on the RIP 28 podcast. Man, y'all have a great evening. We'll see y'all next week. Share that thing, too. Tell all your friends about us, man. Even if you're a shamrock, tell them. Let's go.